Hey peeps, welcome back to a special continuation of our previous episode. We talked so much we had to split it up. So if you haven't listened to the previous, go ahead and check that out. If you're all caught up, then you may proceed. Uh, yeah, I actually do have a real topic we can talk about real quick. Let's unless you guys want to go. Uh, it's up to I you. got nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> so as most people know, I really like Robin Williams. Nah. I, uh, he's an idol of mine. I feel like most of us in this room enjoy Robin Williams, right? There's yeah. not any nah. of us that fuck shit enjoy. Oh my god! Oh, you fucking I son of a bitch! <laughs> Except for his stand-up, because he stole a lot of jokes. So you stole a lot of jokes. Well, that I'm kind of not really, but yeah, sure. Why? Whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> Go on. So do you guys know that he took his own life? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. On August 11th. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people. So when I. What brought this up is somebody, I was talking about it at work, because I got this, we sell this magazine at work, it just goes through his life, you guys can't see it on, that you're listening, but it's a magazine, obviously. I just it's got it. Robin Williams it's on the cover, Robin Williams it's on the called cover Robin top. Williams. Yeah, Robin Williams, Laughter, Tears, and Tragedy, I mean, it goes through his life or whatever, and people are like, oh yeah, he took his life because he was sad, and blah, 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 blah. Well, that's not exactly true. Didn't he have some kind of disease? Yes, and so that's what I kind of want to talk about real quick. We can talk about some other Robin Williams stuff too, but so a lot of people think that he killed himself over depression or it was drugs or whatever, but I stumbled across this movie and it's on Vudu. It's on Vudu for free too. If anybody wants to watch it, it's called Robin's Wish and it has his wife, Samantha on it and a bunch of his friends um, like Coco. Bobcat, Goldthway and stuff like that. Um, Coco the Gorilla. No, not Coco the Gorilla. <laughs> oh, that would, I'm surprised they didn't put that in there. I wonder if that's in this magazine. I haven't read it all of it yet, but anyway. So, have you guys ever heard of Louis Body Dementia? Mm-hmm. What is it, Justin? It's uh, named after Louis Body. <laughs> Shut up. So, so Robin, during the final years of his life, was having some issues. A lot of it was talked about on the set of Night at the Museum Three. How he was not really himself. He was like forgetting lines, and he would just. You know, usually he's over there joking with people, but he would be found off in the corner, kind of just wandering about stuff. And he'd be texting the director, hey, was this good? Was it, you know, he was having like almost hallucinations. So they didn't find out until after he died that he had this, what they call Lewy body dementia. What that is, is is a fast progressive, it's always fatal, irreversible disease. And so what happens to you is you have... Same features and symptoms as Parkinson's disease. You have impaired cognition, sleeping disorders, and vigil hallucinations. Like he would be in bed with his wife and just all of a sudden just start flailing, just, you know, flailing about. They started sleeping in separate rooms towards the end of their lives because obviously she didn't want to get hit in the face. You know, they weren't really sure. They went to the doctors. Um, They said he had Parkinson's disease, which is the beginning stages of this. Like I said, he passed away in 2014, so they didn't really know much about this disease. It's almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? The exact cause is unknown, but involves widespread deposits of abnormal clumps of protein that form on the neurons of the disease brain. These clumps affect both the central nervous system and the, I don't know that word, (laughs) nervous, the uh, autonomic nervous system. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I can't pronounce that word. I'm terrible at this. Anyway, so he was having, like, his friends would even notice his, like, arm would just have, like, weird twitches, you know, stuff like that. Like, his brain wasn't really, and he was, 
you know, he would start freaking out, like, what's happening to me? He would always tell his wife, I just want to reset my brain. I just want to reset my brain. He knew something was going on in his head, but nobody could diagnose exactly what that was. Once they found out what he had, they were doctors were actually amazed he could even walk. It was one of the worst cases they had ever seen. The wife says that even if he had that diagnosis, it probably would have given him more peace because what was going on in his head was a lot of delusions. He would wake up in the middle of the night and go to his wife and he's like, I hope my friend's okay. I hope my friend's okay. I hope Mort, Mort, is he okay? Okay. I got to call him. Is he okay? You know, and he would call Mort or text Mort and, you know, it's two in the morning. So he's probably asleep. He's not getting these messages. And Robin would start freaking out. I feel like he's dying. You know, I have to go do this and this, but. In the morning, you know, he'd get all these messages. He's perfectly fine. There this is be- part of that uh, movie? Though. Yes, okay. yes. They talk about this in that Robin's Wish. Like I said, it's on Voodoo for free. I was going to tell you guys to watch it so we can discuss it, but we had to watch Black Dynamite, so which was nice. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> yeah, so he had, like I said, he had worried. He said he wanted to reduce his brain. He was always suffering. He even had, like, he would follow his wife. So his wife's a painter, if you guys don't know. A, a great painter, actually. And she had her own studio and like he would follow her around in the rooms and it would just stand there and almost like he shut off. He would just stand there and just like stare off into space and then all of a sudden come back and have like thoughts that, hey, maybe my wife's stepping out on me and stuff like that. Like he was really like his brain was just eating him away at the inside. And I can't imagine even going through like that would be just terrifying. You having all these thoughts and not knowing where they're coming from and stuff like that. And he was aware of these thoughts? Kind of. Like he wasn't, he knew something was wrong, but he didn't know. That's why he would always say, I want to re, I want to reboot my brain. I want to reboot my brain. So he used to go to the Throckmorton Improv Center and his friends were noticing that he was doing that less and less. Like he would, he loved bike riding. Like, I don't know if you guys know, he lived in this uh, like suburb, basically. He didn't want to live in the fancy houses. He lived like in a community where his neighbors are normal people like us, you know, they would see him walking around. Oh, hey, Robin, how you doing? He loved to be normal. He's actually really skilled too. Like, one yeah, of, probably my favorite Robin Williams movie. He's actually doing some like flat ground tricking and all that with in Jack. Where he's right yeah. on the side and all that. And it's like for an old guy, I was like that right on. Yeah, like I said already, uh, at Night of the Museum three, like everybody really noticed about it. And the funny, the weird thing to me is, even the director, he's like, there's. 200 people on set for this movie or whatever and everybody's noticing this but they kept it under wraps you know nobody's going to tabloids and be like robin williams is forgetting lines and he's acting weird and he's you know questioning everything he's doing and stuff like that he used to ride with his uh buddy johnny Steele all the time and they would be riding he said one time he was riding bikes and uh you know he he always called people boss and he'd be like hey boss you got the time and that was not something he would normally ask what time it was because they would go ride 20, 50 miles on a good day, you know, just riding bikes. Robin Williams loved to ride bikes. And so one day he's like, yeah, do you got the time? He's like, oh, you know, about one thirty or whatever. And then about 45 seconds, he'd ask it again. You know, hey, boss, you got the time? Same thing. And he said another like minute and a half would go by and he'd ask the same question. And then at one point he realized he's getting, you know, 20 yards ahead of him, 40 yards ahead of him. He's 100 yards ahead of his friend Johnny. And Johnny's trying to catch up and they get all the way back home. He's like, okay, well, I got stuff to do. Hope you don't mind. I, I, I got to go. You know, he was just slowly falling apart. And it's like, I don't know what that would be like to experience that. Like, what if you saw Justin doing, that? you know what I mean? Like, that's scary to me, not knowing, especially. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. 
it, it's weird because I obviously he's not here anymore, so you can't really ask him questions right. and, and find out more information about it. But you could tell, like, that picture, the last picture, known picture of him before he committed suicide, I feel like he would... Was he at like a Dairy Queen or something like that? And one of the employees took a picture with him. And you could just see like he just, he didn't even look like he was himself in that picture. He wasn't Mm. there. He didn't have a smile on his face. He was losing a lot of weight too. Like his friends were like, I can see your ribs through like your shirt and stuff. He's like, I don't know, boss. I'm not doing it. And it's probably, you know, I wonder, uh, people obviously seen like physically like he was changing, but with a person like, I was going to make a joke when you said about Justin. Like, what if he started saying weird shit like that? I'm like, well, Justin says weird shit all the time. So, That's I don't know. But you kind of wonder with, with Robin Williams, because the type of person he was, yeah. always a jokester. Like, especially, like, you're saying about how he's just like, what time is it, boss? And then 45 seconds later, he asked it again. It's yeah. like, personally, like, oh, this is just him fucking with me and stuff. Right. So, you, you it's kind of makes you wonder if a lot of people even wondered if think something was really wrong with him or if it's just him. Right, because some of that stuff might yeah. not even hit you until after you find out that this disease is yeah. hitting your brain. You know, yeah. it's like all of a sudden. Oh, I think you kind of. So that would be weird. Oh, that that makes more sense now, or you know, stuff like that. I think or, you do kind of like see things differently. I mean, like taking it from the perspective of Robin himself. I mean, I don't know when exactly he found out about this. Did he, he knew his diagnosis? No, he didn't. He never knew no. his diagnosis. Right. They found out after uh, an autopsy. Okay. So even still, though, I mean, like, if you know that there's something seriously wrong with you, I can't fault him for taking the route that he did. He thought he mainly had Parkinson's is what he was doing it. But even still, I mean, like, he's doing things on his own terms and whatever. And it's like, well, you you see, if you want to call it damage or harm that he's doing, I mean, like, there is a bit of physical harm and stuff like that. And it's like all the best that he was able to do, he's already done. So, I mean, like, he's lived a, a few lifetimes I would say with how much he's contributed mm-hmm. I mean he's fuck man he's he's uh, even come back from alcoholism and right. depression and all those things which is why you know when you immediately hear somebody committed suicide they hung themselves hang themselves you go to those things that he had in his past it, it, it's the media too right. they want to be right. the first to report something and they don't care about the facts And but again nobody knew this until his I mean he passed away in August and the autopsy didn't even come out until November you know, so did you say mention how how rare this form of dementia was? Uh, I did, but I don't remember. It's like one in yeah, four thousand. Hold on, I can find that information out. Well, there's Talk a, amongst yourselves for there's a type of that happens a lot with dementia patients as well, and I don't know if it might have affected him a lot with the pen, dementia patients. It's called sundowner syndrome. It's where their days and nights start to flip on them and it drives a lot of people in it drives a lot of people crazy because they can't sleep at night anymore they're very fatigued during the day but like they're physically unable to sleep at night and so this article here this is actually from parkinsons.org Approximately 1.3 million Americans have Lewy body dementia, but may not be correctly diagnosed because many doctors are unfamiliar with it. Hmm. It's kind of a that's a big number. Yeah, it's a lot. It's just it sucks too because like when you're dealing with the brain, I mean, like usually if you fuck with the brain, you're never the same. But even having like diseases and stuff that kind of affect that, it's like your neural network rescrambles itself, and it's like for somebody who knows that there's something wrong, I mean, like. When you walk into a room and like, and we have all have this like just 
brain farts and stuff like that, where it's like, what the fuck am I doing here? And then when it comes more periodic and you're like, okay, now something's going on. Like, I mean, you do have to get yourself checked out because it could be anything. That's how people find out if they have like tumors or some sort of like cancer or whatever. But I mean, having certain brain things that do, do affect the body. Like when I was doing personal training, I've, I've helped a few people who had more physical restraints and stuff like somebody being curled up or whatever. And you have to exercise that to give them yeah. a little bit, you know, of, of movement or something like that. So they can go back to uh, something more normal or whatever. And it's like, it's very rewarding, but when it comes to like your brain, it's really hard except for trying to stay active. And for a guy who's constantly doing something, you know, he's, he's writing material. Writing he's, nice, yeah. he's acting, he's doing, I mean, like, he's hiking, he's going bike rides all the time right. with his wife. Like he's constantly stuff doing stuff like that is supposed to stave off the, detrimental factors but with a disease or something like that it's like you have no control over it and sometimes when it gets so far they can be just and it's not drop. like you can just reboot your brain because yeah. that's what your brain is it's just a computer for your body basically and you you can't just like unplug it plug it back in and everything's fine or you know it's like you try a, turning it off and turning it back on you blow again. into the cartridge yeah <laughs> uh what, what was his last stand-up i mean i'm pretty sure he was doing stand-up wasn't he not sure. I know his last, you know, like I said, his last movie was Night at the Museum 3, which actually came out in November after he died. Because I remember which reading the director that- obviously did not have a fun time on the press tour for that. Right. Mm. But I mean, like, I remember reading something about the last scene of that movie is even more heartbreaking when you know he passed away. Yeah, it's yeah. like him and, and he goes ben back Stiller. to his Yeah, they, they know they're never going to see each other again, but like, you didn't really realize that was going to be real life. You'd never see him again, but. Sorry, what were you saying? I didn't. I I'm pretty sure it was Robin Williams, but I thought it was something I read about him. I mean, like his last recorded stand up was probably way back, but he was still doing like certain halls and yeah, he would he would love to go to improv with his friends all the time, and that's what what some of them started noticing. Like I said, they he would go less and less. It would be like nah, I'm, I'm too tired to go or whatever, and people just thought you know, he was getting old. I mean, he was what 63 years old when he passed away, so I mean. You doing a bunch of stuff, and yeah, he, that's crazy to think he he'd be almost seventy three if he was still around. Yeah, mm-hmm. damn, he'd be about due for another kid if he was Robert <laughs> De Niro. Zelda, did you fuck <laughs> my wife? <laughs> God. Oh, God, here, here, here we go. go here we go again. But yeah, a lot of the I, I said a few of the symptoms, but a lot of them are dementia, visual hallucinations, frequent variations from cognitive ability, attention, or alertness. There are also changes in walking or movement, a sleep disorder. Like I said, where they physically act out their dreams. It's just hmm. insane. Like I don't. When you have a laundry list of something, I mean, again, I can't fault people who want to just, yeah. Right. Like there's something medication could only do so much. Right. And this is fatality rate is a hundred percent. Right. So like, you well, know, fatality rate with everything is a hundred percent. Well, you know yeah, what I mean, but, but it's this just is ir- irreversible. No, they don't have a cure for this. And it's like, I get what you're saying. Like, you understand why they would go that route. But at the same time, it's, you know, the the people that you're leaving behind, your family and stuff. Like, well, that's kind of what the- to discover them like dead, that they killed themselves. I mean, that would be a lot more either way harsh than yeah. like, I would rather know that they have something that's terminal that's going to kill them. 
just so you can prepare for it mentally. I mean, it's still going to suck. I mean, like when my dad passed away, we knew it was coming, but it's like, yeah, everything it still yeah, happens, it sucks, but you, you, you knew, but it's just like, if I would have come home one day to discover my dad blew his brains out or something like that, then it's like, oh my, that, that visually and mentally would fuck you over. I think there's a selfishness on both parts though. It's like a lot of people say it's selfish for you to take your life and it hurts the people around you, but it's also selfish for us to like, have you hold on to that pain just to please. Right. Your and that's what his yeah. wife said. He's like, you know, once we found out all this stuff, it eases her grief and her pain. And obviously, you know, he didn't want to, right. but he also didn't want this disease to prevent him from doing the things he likes, right. the bike riding, the improv, the right. spending time with his wife. He and his wife were fucking incredibly in love. Right. I mean, it's a selfish act and it's an, and it's a non-selfish act at the same right. time. Like, Yes, you're selfishly taking yourself away from the people who love you, but at the same sense, you're also taking away of the ones who love you having to watch you right. deteriorate right. in front of the he, eyes. Yes. He doesn't come off as a person who wants to burden others. He's always been the sad clown in a sense. And it's Robin's like, been a great person. I mean, he uh, on every movie set he has, he uh, asks them to hire homeless people around the area just to get them a job, get them a couple meals. You know, he he'd have ten to twelve homeless people just on set doing you know holding the mic boom mic or you know whatever just random things just to get these guys a meal and some some money in their pockets you know that's what robin you Williams see it that does. way but i can see it like, <laughs> get the homeless guy because fuck them you know well also yeah there's cheap labor i guess no <laughs> he used to love going to overseas in in that robin's wish they talked about how he went overseas and there was this guy who got blown to hell you know his legs are gone and like half of his arm and shit and his girlfriend left. He's like, I can't do it. Like, I'm not going to be a part of this. And unfortunately, that happens all too often. And Robin just, he went there and he sat with him for an hour and a half and told him all his fears and, you know, just tried to put that guy at ease. And he would do this with, with these guys all the time when he went over there. And it's just like, there needs to be more Robins in the world, yeah. honestly. And that's what the Metallica song one is about. Robin Williams. What? Elaborate. <laughs> Where he's like. Talking about the landmines taking his oh, <laughs> is that guy talking to Robin Williams? Yeah, oh yeah, sure. Well, if the joke's not if it doesn't land, <laughs> just, I know, let, so we're just all fucking like, let it go. Well, Justin's I'd like, I'd rather take silence than huh? Well, Justin's Please like explain. Robin Williams, and you're just like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought it took this me was a for second real. to get that. You guys, like, see, that there's a writer's strike. I'm having to do the shit on my own, guys. <laughs> So where where did you say Robin's Wish is at? Um, it, it is on Voodoo, and I heard it was on Prime, but I have not double checked that yet myself. I can actually right now. There's actually um, it's on Voodoo. It does have commercials, but it's free. There's like three. Com- I don't like when Voodoo has commercials because it'll cut it in like the middle of somebody's sentence. It'll be like, yeah. So um, Robin had the end of the. It's kind of like Tom Hanks always has like these. No, awesome. Robin Williams. Okay. Awesome movies where like he has this sort of a falling period where he has to kind of like build okay, you himself can rent back or up. buy it on Amazon. It's free on Voodoo. Robin Williams also has like this sort of niche in certain movies where he has to depart some sort of wisdom in a lot of the movies. Like that's one of the things that really helped me. I mean, like he's he's up there with like the Bob Rosses and the Mr. Rogers and Stuff like that, where it's like, I learned a lot from you growing up. Yeah, I remember. It's funny you say that. I have all three of those next to each other. 
Bob um, Ross. Funkos. Oh, nice. I have a Funko, Mr. Rogers. And well, it's him from Jumanji, Robin right. from Jumanji, but it's, it's kind of weird you said that. So oh. I've, I said my favorite movie was Jack and like that closing monologue upon his graduation, talking about how like the, how fast life is or the, mm-hmm. the frailty of life. It can be gone in a flash and stuff. It's like that was one of the biggest things. And even like the Patch Adams. I know Patch Adams gets a lot of flack, but I really love that movie. It's a good movie. Great yeah. movie. I actually just rewatched because I watched this Robin's Wish. I rewatched. And I, so I watched this Robin's Wish and I go on YouTube and like Variety and GQ have like celebrities and they go over there like their important roles and they tell stories. And they were talking about Goodwill Hunting, which, you know, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote. And basically, no studio wanted to green light it that much until Robin read the script and signed on for it and he's like of course everybody you know it was 1997 so everybody wanted to work for fucking Robin Williams my captain yeah and so then because of when they were shooting on that they went to something with Steven Spielberg was there and so he introduced Steven Spielberg to Matt Damon and that kind of is how Matt Damon got into Saving Private Ryan because they met each other and he was like you know when we were talking about casting for this movie i was like it's got to be a matt damon type of guy and then they got matt damon to do it so so he kind of indirectly thanks robin williams for basically his career <laughs> i just remember after robin passed away they, it i think it's a video i watched on youtube and they're interviewing a bunch of people that had worked with robin williams and it was very very sad because it was like especially when they got to the the interviewing the actors and actresses that were in hook <laughs> and Mrs. Doubtfire and just the stories they were telling about how, you know, Robin pulled them off to the side. And especially I think in hook, like there, there was something to do with this kid who's like parents had passed away. I don't know, but it was, it was very sad. And like, you know, one of those heartfelt made me kind of like tear up a little bit just cause you know, Robin Williams meant so much to so many people. So many people. And, it's crazy that that was almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, August 11th, 2014. I'm definitely going to watch That's that. one of the, like, literally only celebrity deaths that literally affected Before my life. Me. Like I said, he was a role model to me. Him and my grandfather are where I get my humor from and where I get my, you know, when I'm having a shitty day, I honestly do go think, you know, WWRD, what would Robin do? You know? And it, it doesn't, I don't act like Robin Williams would. Cause I'm not that happy and I don't have that much energy and the world does suck, but it, it calms me down a little bit more, you know, if that makes any sense to anybody, but it kind of makes, makes you wonder if he was still around, didn't get that disease or anything like that, what his movie career would be like nowadays. What roles would he have played since then? He and played a lot of darker do you, roles. Do you think he would still be acting or do you think he would have taken off at this point to retire and spend the rest of his Mrs. life. Mrs. Doubtfire 3 would have came out probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'd see what was that? I, I would too. I think he'd be in the same scenario as like uh, Tom Hanks's. He's like b- doing more experimental roles. Yeah. And... Well, was that towards the end of his a... movie, he had a lot of those and I watched right. them and they're just different. Yeah. Different Robin Williams movies. What's that movie that? called where he had to curate people's lives at the end? He was like the, he would make like memory tracks of the dead people. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Sounds like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Toodaloo. There's a movie he had called Boulevard, which is one of his last movies where he plays like this married guy who goes and gets like a male prostitute and basically like falls in love with this male prostitute. Like it was just 
Way different than like a flubber wow. or a Mrs. Doubtfire or Just, you know. Justin's I mean? quickly looking that up. Twelve uh, Boulevard. Uh, it was uh, very he's, easy because he's watching it, Justin. Right after he died, I literally printed off his fucking movie list and was like, "Okay, which ones haven't I seen? I need to see these ones." Which brings me to my last part of this. The final cut. I think that's what it is. Oh, yes, that one is weird. It's not one of my favorites. I, I one hour like photos a little better. Yeah, I, I <laughs> they agree. came out around the same time. The idea, I think, was kind of cool, and I feel like that's Final kind of what cut, we're going to be yes. going into. Whereas, like, where we're putting more of our lives more online, where it's easier to like curate mm-hmm. something for others. But this is more tapping into the brain. Yeah, that was weird. So the last part of this segment, we'll wrap it up here. I want to know your guys' Mount Rushmore of Robin Williams movies. Like I said, Jack, what dreams may come. I would even put Patch Adams up there and a fourth one. Ooh, it's hard to do just four. That it is. I, and I I can't, I don't know if I want to pick a, a an animation because I mean like his voice is something. His voice is definitely. Well, profound. Aladdin's up there for me because just watching the stuff they didn't use in that movie. Oh yeah. You know, just, you know, editors trying to keep up with you know not ruining by laughing you know kind of like we do in unemployed Even but as heartfelt and i mean wholesome i mean what do they say they said they could have made like a whole other movie with just so his many. his just go to wiki and do yeah. list of robin williams performance it's on there that's what i have pulled up right now it actually, it actually yeah. might be aladdin i wouldn't say we'll give you guys a, a second to look it up you can edit it and post how long this takes to look up <laughs> don't tell me i what mean to i know do. i know like at least two on the list there's so many for me. It's super hard. And so that's why I was kind of curious about your guys's actually. Because there's so many. Like I said, I just rewatched Goodwill Hunting and that he's so good in that movie. There's a reason he won the Oscar for that movie. Did you know? Quick little little fact here while you guys are looking those up. He won the award for best supporting actor for Goodwill Hunting. He actually sent a replica of the Oscar to the guy who dubbed his voice in German. In Germany. He's like, hey, thanks for wow. making me popular in Germany. Here's a little mini oh. Oscar for you. <clears throat> Which I thought was kind of cool. It sounds very Robin, Robin-esque. All right. So, I didn't know Bobcat Goldthwait was his best man either. That's all, I love Bobcat. Yeah. Bobcat, fun fact, was the very first person to step inside the Chris wrestling ring that I bought. You shut up. He was Because I got the ring and then I let a company called Lucha Libres and Laughs use it for a show because they were doing it at the slowdown and i thought hey this would be good practice to see if the ring fits and he was the mc of it and so he was the very first person in that ring i might have to say uh john jacob jingleheimer schmidt from tu wong fu so anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, i mean I would have it, to go hook. that's an uncredited cameo i would to go hook <laughs> nice yeah. hook is a very good movie i haven't watched it in a very long time all right for me that'd be uh what dreams may come Death the Smoochie, uh, one hour photo, and we talked about that earlier. One hour photo, Popeyes. one hour photos. Fan. It's it's fantastic. Fucking see episode BPTMR eighteen. I also thought it was kind of weird, and this is just my sense of humor: is the Louis body dementias. One of them, one of the symptoms is insomnia, and he was in the movie Insomnia. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, of course. That's what my brain goes when. I see that, which is my favorite director, but that is not one of my favorite Robin Williams movies. Right. And then out of everything else, it's good, but it's not. probably Goodwill Hunting. Such, it's so good. Like I said, I rewatched it's, it's it the other day. It's hard not to be one of your yeah, favorites. It's so good. 
What about Jason Just because he's so great. Even Minnie Driver's getting that movie, and I don't like Minnie Driver. She's annoying. <laughs> she gets kind of annoying when she's crying in that movie, but... You didn't like Jacob the Liar? <clears throat> I feel like that would be... Your- there was other ones, like uh, Insomni was, was great. I, yeah. RV was great. Good Morning mm-hmm. Vietnam. World's Greatest Dad was great. August Rush you like that was one? great. That's a good one. Angriest Man in Brooklyn was actually pretty good, too. Did There's you like- so many that are great, but Goodwill Hunting is just, oh, mm-hmm. it's good. I yeah. feel like Aladdin and Bicentennial Man is relatively the same. I would and uh, he almost played the robot. They get same. freed. He gets freed, right? No. I would have to say my top four in Mount Rushmore would be Goodwill Hunting, Mrs. Doubtfire, Hook, and then Dead Poet Society. Mm. That, yeah. Like I said, I'm not going to argue with any of these. I think if I had to. And his cameo to... on Friends. Oh, one of the best <laughs> improv scenes ever. <laughs> and his episode of Law and Order, which I talk about a lot. Which is kind of similar to that movie that we... Special Victims. The, what was the Contingency or whatever? What yes. movie did we review? Compliance. That Compliance, that's what it's called. Whatever, con something. I think mine would have to be Death to Smoochie, Aladdin. You didn't pick American <sighs> Idol? Yeah. AI? Given. <laughs> AI's good. Death to Smoochie, Aladdin. Fuck, man, this is hard. I know, right? Happy Feet? <laughs> no. <sighs> Jumanji's good, Mr. Telfair's good. I'm going to say go... So, Death of Smoochie, Aladdin, Goodwill Hunting, and I'm going to go to Mrs. Doubtfire. That Hello. was one I watched so many times. I love that. that was a little... And I think Death of Smoochie is probably my favorite. Rainbow Randolph is probably my favorite character he's ever done. Because he was just, you can tell he wanted to do a character like that. So Especially after doing fun. Flubber and, you know, Aladdin and, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire and the Bert, Bert he Cage. To, he had to remind people. Yeah, who he was. I think Mrs. Doubtfire has one of the best music montages to the Aerosmith. Dude, looks like I lo- it, it pumps me up so much. So that's um, why you put it in there because yeah. of the one song. Oh no, that's like <laughs> that, when when I think when somebody says Robin Williams, I automatically think Mrs. Doubtfire. That's the very first thing I think of. You know, it's terrible, but it's still fine. Old dogs. Yeah, I mean, it's not his best, but he. Fuck it at that point. It's like that in RV. It's like, wait, is why did the, you do these movies? But, Tim Allen one? Uh, Yeah. Oh. Tim Allen? Oh, for some reason I was thinking. Um, John, no, it's John, uh, John Travolta. Travolta. Yeah. yeah, it's John Travolta. That's There's it? another one with Tim Allen and, oh, fuck, who does, who does that one? I know what you're talking about. I thought it was like Chris Rock and Tim Allen. Or and Wild Hogs or something. That, yeah, Wild that's, Hogs. yeah, that's Wild Hogs. That's a yeah. great movie. That's got uh, Martin Lawrence, John Travolta. Tim Allen and oh, what the hell is that other guy's name? He's in Jurassic Park 2, 3. It's a good movie. What's his name? Fuck, I don't know. I William think. H. Macy. Yes. <laughs> he was born uh, on the 4th of me. July. July 21st. I, you know, you you talk about this uh, Robin's Wish documentary. There's actually one that's coming out. Actually, it might be today. Yeah. Uh, in four minutes, it'll be it'll come out on... It's it's May 11th right now. It'll be May 12th in four minutes. But uh, it's on like Apple. It's the uh, documentary about Michael J. Fox called Still. That one looks really good. That's that's fucked up title. Yeah, he has a similar. He's he similar stuff going on. He doesn't care about that. Like he's just you know it talks about you know how he he probably came up with the title. Oh yeah. Well they they say like one of the things on the trailer. 
is like there's showing him sitting there and they're interviewing you can hear the interviewer off camera say she's like so this well-known famous actor gets this debilitating disease and it ends his career and then it's just like michael jack or michael jackson <laughs> My, michael j fox pauses and he's like now nah, that sounds boring and then it's just it's like he he embraces yeah his parkinson's and, i miss spin city i wish that was streaming somewhere but yeah it, it, it looks very interesting it looks like it's got a lot of behind the scenes and he talks about how, with the first thing he noticed when he got parkinson's was like his pinky was just constantly moving when he woke up one day and he, it wouldn't stop and then it just got worse from there did you guys, this is not, it made me just think of the, Bo Jackson hasn't stopped sneezing since July. And I doctors heard that on the radio this cannot morning. fucking wow, figure out why. that was a segue. <laughs> well, it was just like uncontrollable things that you were talking yeah. about. I learned that today on Pat McAfee's show. Oh, <laughs> I heard, I heard it on a well, yeah, the big sports party show. Trying, on yeah. the, that's fucking insane. He does archery too. Like, could you imagine hiccups? Hiccups. Yeah, it's hiccups, not sneezing. That's right. He hasn't stopped hiccups since when? July of 2022. And he's now finally going to get it checked out. Well, no, doctors haven't been able to figure it out. He's like losing sleep and shit. It's a, it's like, it's a spat. They're like, hold your breath. There's a guy on the other side of the cup. Daytime talk show or whatever about like some chick who was like in high school way back when. This is probably like 10, 15 years ago. Hasn't been, who has like stopped fucking. She had wow. hiccups. She's not a hoe. Oh. But no, she had like the hiccups and she's like, yeah, it was funny at first, but like now it just, it hurts. And yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd think if anybody knows about the hiccup thing, Bo would know. Bo knows up. hiccups. <laughs> Can you imagine having a conversation? We should, I guess we he's going to go, he's going to undergo a, a procedure let's later see, this week. Let's see if we can get him. Let's record another episode and see if we can get him on before the. Before the next, <laughs> you're stupid. Yeah. So okay, hold on. I'm trying. To, what's this procedure? <laughs> procedure to a yeah, a cure chronic hiccups. Would I say sneezing? That would yeah, that would that be would that would, that would suck. That would be fucking. T- I mean, hiccups ain't exactly a walk in the park either. There, I heard something once about like a chronic orgasm, like about people who have chronic orgasms and like it sounds great like when you're like that sounds great and then the guy they were interviewing is like yeah until i orgasmed at my mom's funeral oh no <laughs> i i've i've seen that i think or heard that what was that off of it last podcast okay have you guys ever had an smell the been, asshole of a porcupine have you ever been <laughs> orgasming and Apparently then, he goes, I've done everything. Scare me, hang me upside down, drink water, smell the asshole of a porcupine. Wait it doesn't a work. He said, what? <laughs> Smelled the asshole of a porcupine. Oh, okay. That, that was also the scary yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, that's what scared him was that oh, fucking shit. Have you ever well, orgasmed? Well, hopefully, hopefully this procedure goes well. Yeah. Hopefully there's no hiccups in it. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh no. Um. Where <laughs> The one time you need a sound I have effect. to I have to scroll over. Um, you could have done. Have the you wah, ever wah, wah, orgasmed? Why are you looking directly? Because <laughs> everybody else is busy doing your other eye? shit. You're actually like paying attention. But have you ever orgasmed and you thought the orgasm was done and then you had another one? No, like, like chambered, like the post coital coital. Yeah, yeah. That happened to me not that long ago. I was like, oh, that was good. Wait, what's happening? It's still more. Was that it was solo good. or was it? Sometimes yeah. those are the best ones. Was to it do solo? Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time 
So it's like the movie. You get tanked all the time. Well, no. I, that's this is in I, 2004. <laughs> 2014 was 14. the best year. Sorry. His was it 2004. Was. Or five. 2014 was one Last of my favorite years, sex? except for when Robin no. Williams died. It was like the uh, year that you did everything. Yeah. No. 2003. 2004. 2003 2014. Or I don't know. I went to Vegas. I broke up with Jenny. It's great. Got back together. No, that was. <laughs> Got back together. <laughs> Got back together. Then we got apart and then back together again. A whole hey, bunch of times. And all the king's men. Until I ejaculated. <laughs> 2014, I was surrounded by women a lot. Yeah. You never did anything with 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 a lot. Are of you them. sure you're not homosexual? It'd be okay. You can admit I'm it. I'm not on the radio. I'm not. If I, if I were just decided I was and I wanted to play for the other team, I'd have way more better luck. Yeah. Way more better luck. Why are you so scared of the dick? You talk about the dick a lot tonight. There I was thought, a lot of dick. I, I thought tonight all was you the talked night. about. I think I mentioned it like twice, and you guys kept bringing it up other times. You had a <laughs> list of thirty-seven things about dicks, man. I know how to save money so you get more dicks. <laughs> <laughs> thirty-seven yeah. life-saving dicks and tips about dicks. Uh, we started with Robin Williams, and this is how we end this. He would be proud. He would be. Oh, proud. absolutely. Is this what it looks like? Yeah, I was just going to do the same thing. My arm's hairier, though, so it works. <laughs> he was hey, ladies, a hairy do we man. look like this to you? <laughs> yes. Anyway. He meant so much to so Go many. check out that movie, Voodoo, free. You can Robin's buy it on Prime, wish. too. Robin's Wish. 52 episodes. Three. 52. This is 52. 53. This, this is 52. Look it up. It's we 53. did. I literally did when you disagreed with him. Fucking loaded one up this morning. And uh, our next next podcast is a movie review, which we're going to yep. be reviewing John's 2014. Oh, boom, you're playing boom, the boom, boom, boom. I can't do it with the music. <laughs> this is on. where I leave you. You're right. It's episode 52. Fuck yourselves. <laughs> After this will be 53, and you will be correct. I oh, know. Unless you're wrong. I wonder if Oreo is still waiting for me outside. What the fuck is an Oreo? The cat that uh, was followed me all the way from my car. No, Justin. Where are we gonna be at next podcast? Justin scared it away because it was he's yelling at the little girl who's playing with the podcast, but she's shit on the porch. So she's playing with the podcast. <laughs> playing with the cat while we were on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> he just like forgot words there. I because he made me smell that smelling salt that's wearing off. <laughs> Anyway, hopefully you can use that fart I made as a clip. <laughs> that better be something I, special. I wonder what that looks like. I definitely appreciate you producing that. I can credit where you uh in in Justin's studio here. Are you fucking my wife? Uh, what is that? Lonnie's Lonnie? You doing you, whatever you gave Lonnie, is, he's, he's gone. He's doing a De Niro Pacino thing. Are you fucking my wife? All right, guys. Anyway, thank you, guys. Thank See you, you on the next one. Bye forever. Love you. Fuck you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Join us next time for more absurdity that only the guys from the Boundless Pod Trap can bring you.